Noah and Kate, Chapter 31 Kate knelt in front of a box of books in the back room at Lizzie and Fitz the next afternoon, scanning the titles for anything useful. Someone had dropped off ten boxes of paper bags and hardcovers, and an eight-foot-high bookshelf that had been sanded down and given a faux marble treatment in glaring pink, and she had volunteered to help sort them for Paige. Paige's part-timer, Cole, a nice young guy with a happy smile and an easy laugh, was helping her with the task, contributing his muscles when boxes needed to be moved. He'd been working at the store long enough that he had a good eye for which titles might sell and which should be sent on to the great bookshelf in the sky. Do you sell many of these? Kate asked, holding up a battered paperback romance from the 60s with a dashing pirate on the cover and a hapless beauty bent over backwards as he loomed over her for a kiss. That kind, not so much, Cole made a face. Modern ones, sure, but that kind, or like these... He picked up an even older-looking one with an illustrated doctor on the cover, looking chiseled and well-coiffed, while a nurse gazed longingly in his direction. Cole squinted to read the title. Bachelor Doctor. Can Nurse Judy get him to the altar? Jeez, did women really read this stuff? My grandmother did, Kate smiled. She liked the Regency stuff best. Lord of Hartfield Manor type of thing. Cole nodded and tossed Bachelor Doctor on the discard pile. We sell a fair bit of romance, but these days it's mostly billionaires and babies. Sometimes vampires. Kate frowned. Billionaire vampires? Cole grinned. No, different books. The vampires don't usually need money, it seems. So, high realism, then, for the modern woman. Cole laughed. Yeah, because hot billionaires are always single and looking for love. As are vampires, I guess. She wished she could just relax and enjoy this task, because she couldn't deny it was fun sorting through books with Cole. Going through the books was like opening a time capsule back to the 60s and 70s, when times were so different. But she could only bob on the surface of this pleasant afternoon, because she'd really only volunteered for this particular task out of desperation for something to do, something almost mindless and busy, something industrious and engaging. Something to take her mind off Noah. His bad shift had happened two nights ago, and yet the memory of it still stung whenever she thought of it. The next morning he'd apologized for falling asleep on her, but they'd stayed in bed, cuddled up and cozy, until it was time for him to get going. Over cold pizza and orange juice, they'd talked about what he was going to say to the critical incident counselor, and Kate was touched that he was being so open with her about it, so interested in sharing the experience with her. A tight hug at the door and a sweet kiss and he was gone, leaving Kate to lock up and make her way home on her own. He texted to say the session had gone well, and that they'd agreed he would only work two more half-shifts before his leave of absence took effect. While she'd been happy to think of him finally off the road and away from the stress, she also knew it meant his time here was growing shorter. The two notions lived uneasily together in her mind, battling each other for supremacy. It was hopeless to try to sort out her feelings either way, because ultimately it didn't matter. He was leaving, and she would have to find a way to deal with it, like she'd sworn to Paige, and to him, that she'd be able to do. But that was before the other night, and the way she'd blurted out that she'd loved him, and the look in his glittering eyes as he tried not to cry. That was before they'd slept in each other's arms, 
before there had been no sex, but for her anyway, some serious strings attached. It was too much. It was all too much. So here she was, elbow deep in a box of musty, lusty paper bags, trying to do anything but think about romance. Commotion from the front of the shop filtered through to the back room and made both Kate and Cole look up. The sounds were different than the usual voices and faint music that were part of the everyday bustle of the shop. There was an air of excitement in the higher-pitched voices and happy energy filling the air. "'Sounds like Mrs. J,' Cole said, tipping his chin towards the front. "'She's louder than usual. She must be happy about something.' "'I'll go see. You never know. Maybe she's lured away another Arthur.' Kate rose and brushed off her capri pants as she pushed aside the curtain that separated the back room from the shop. The cool blast of air conditioning gave her a little shiver as she passed beneath the vent, and so she shook her hair out of its ponytail as she walked. Mrs. J was at the front of the shop, along with Mrs. Heath and Mrs. Young, Tom's wife. Paige was leaning forward, elbows on the counter, and all four women were fussing, girlishly, encircling a tall man in a casual blazer and chinos. Kate strained to see who it could be that was causing such a stir among the ladies, but couldn't get a clear look at him until she drew closer. And, oh, we'll just have to show you the new community center. It's changed so much since you were here, Mrs. Heath was chirping. And the waterfront, my goodness, it's so much nicer than it used to be. There's a park for the kids and a cafe, and the marina is... He doesn't want to hear about the marina, Irene. Mrs. J's voice sailed over the others. He came here to see Paige. Give him a chance to see her. The ladies laughed, and when the man turned his smile on them, recognition lit up Kate's face. Jeffrey? she asked, stunned. Jeffrey Lucas? He looked over at her and grinned. Why, it's Katie Malone. Kate didn't often experience true bewilderment, but standing there beside the long counter, staring at this well-dressed, handsome man who bore only a faint resemblance to the Jeffrey Lucas she used to know, she was reduced to merely blinking, completely mute. The world just didn't make sense for a few seconds, and she struggled to orient herself. He was tall and broad-shouldered, with dark hair that looked like it had been expertly trimmed by someone expensive. His clothes looked expensive, too as did his teeth, which Kate swore had been capped or straightened or something. It made his smile so much more Hollywood than Kate remembered, and yet there was nothing fake about it. His expression was open and friendly, and when he came towards her, more of the boy he used to be shone through. Minus the sinus condition, of course. I heard through the grapevine you were back in town, he said, and after a few awkward starts and laughter they hugged briefly. He smelled expensive, too. And call me Jeff, please. Okay, Jeff. And it's Kate now. But yes, I recently moved back, she said, still trying to get her bearings. She frowned. Didn't your family move to Boston? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, sophomore year. My dad got a teaching position at MIT, he said. That was a rough year, changing high schools and everything. But listen, how are you doing? I heard you went off to the city right after high school. Ah, the Cedar Lake grapevine, Kate thought, long enough to stretch all the way out to Boston. Everybody leaves Cedar Lake. Mrs. J heaved herself with a great breathy effort onto a stool beside Jeff. And everyone comes back. 
The grass isn't greener. That's what everyone finds out eventually. Would you like a coffee, Jeff? Paige asked, gesturing behind her to the coffee maker. Is that why you went to MIT, Jeffrey? Mrs. Heath asked, standing behind Kate and nudging her up onto a stool. Kate laughed and let herself be pushed, considering it brought Mrs. Heath that much closer to Jeff. Because your dad taught there? Uh, well... Jeff looked around, trying to respond to everyone at once. Uh, no thanks, Paige, and, um... No, actually, they just had the best program for what I wanted to do. Something with computers, isn't that right? Mrs. Young asked. I thought it was airplanes, Mrs. Heath frowned. Computers on airplanes, Mrs. Young snapped her fingers. That was it. Well, sort of, but how's your grandmother doing, dear? Mrs. J leaned over and squeezed Jeff's arm. I heard she has the dementia. Audrey, for heaven's sake, Mrs. Heath sighed. Uh, she's doing well, Mrs. Josipovich, thanks. Uh, I'm heading over to see her later this afternoon. Is she at Riverside? Mrs. J's eyes narrowed. That place ought to be condemned. You should look into elder care. There, we want to hear all about you, Jeffrey, Mrs. Heath interrupted, squeezing against Kate. Kate let her chin rest on her chest and bit her bottom lip, trying not to laugh. She lifted her eyes up and met Jeff's. He rolled his only slightly and grinned. Just in for a flying visit, he said brightly, looking at each of them. I'm opening an office in Dunmore. Thought I'd stop in and see the old hometown. The ladies erupted in chirps and twitters of excitement. Paige and Kate exchanged glances, Paige shaking her head slightly as if to say, I don't get these women and I never will. Was it simply the presence of an attractive man under 70? Was it a new blood thing? Kate couldn't account for all the excitement over Jeff, nice as he was. And tell us, are there wedding bells in your future? Mrs. Young asked coyly and put her hand to her mouth as she giggled. <laughs> are you and Miss Calloway going to settle down here? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Mrs. Heath let out a happy sigh. Then she gasped with glee. You could have the wedding here. We could... No, no, I'm afraid not, Jeff said, lowering his head with a bashful smile. Sorry to disappoint you, ladies, but Carly and I aren't together anymore. A collective groan rose from all the ladies at once, and more bangled, freckled arms reached out to touch him. Murmurs of, so sorry, and what a pity, filtered through. Kate wasn't fooled. The triumphant news would be all over Facebook inside an hour. Carly Calloway. Kate knew that name from somewhere. She just couldn't place it. Then she had it. Carly Calloway was the star of a daytime soap opera. Her blown-out blonde hair and aggressive use of blush graced the cover of Soap Opera Today on a regular basis. The local grocery store had racks of gossipy magazines at each checkout, including the ever-popular Soap Opera Today. So that was it. Jeff had somehow started dating a soap opera star, and that made him famous by association. How he had come to travel in such lofty circles, Kate couldn't even begin to guess. But knowing this contingent of the Agathas, they'd pry out every last detail of his life and inspect it, publicly, and then make sure everyone in town knew all about it, too. Did you get to meet anyone else from the show? Mrs. Young asked. I always thought that witch Tiffany must be like that in real life. No one's that good an actress. Mm-hmm, Mrs. Heath nodded, closing her eyes like it was an amen. 
Well, no, um, Carly and I only dated for a few. Well, there's always more fish in the sea, Mrs. J said grandly, as if she had just made up the saying on the spot. And there are more than a few lovely ladies right here in Cedar Lake. She raised her eyebrows at Paige and Kate. Right, girls? Oh, I know, Jeff said, waggling his eyebrows and making the ladies laugh. In fact, he leaned back theatrically to meet each lady's eyes. Let's just say that one of the lovely girls of Cedar Lake, not saying which one, of course, was my first crush and my first kiss. Ooh! Everyone made this noise at once. Who was it? Go on, tell us. Mrs. Heath was jiggling with excitement. Was it you, Paige? Paige is blonde, too, like Miss Calloway, Mrs. Young pointed out unnecessarily, if you like blondes. No, he'll go for the opposite now, a brunette or a redhead, said Mrs. J. Men need variety. It's in their genes. Well, a gentleman never kisses and tells, Jeff said grandly, but broke into a charming grin. He slid a quick look at Kate and winked. And you'll get no more secrets out of me. My lips are sealed. It was so odd seeing Jeff like this, all grown up and mature. Kate tried to picture the awkward boy he had been, but could only summon a vague impression of glasses, pimples, gangly arms, and legs, and that sinus condition. She'd always liked talking with him. He was one of the few boys she could talk about science with. Right, they had been lab partners. Oh, it was coming back to her now. He'd lit the Bunsen burner for her because it had scared the life out of her. He was kind and good-natured. That much, it seemed, hadn't changed. So where are you staying, Jeff? Paige asked conversationally, delicately steering the subject away from whom he had kissed. Kate loved her for it. Oh, um, just at the Clarence Inn, he said, referring to the nicest hotel in Dunmore. Like I said, I'm only here for a few days. Why not move your business here instead? asked Mrs. Young. Come by my office. I've got some wonderful properties available. Oh, well, um, thanks, Mrs. Young, but I'm closing on a hangar out there by the regional airport. But you'll have to live somewhere, right? Mrs. Young blinked, all innocence. She wasn't the region's Realtors Association saleswoman of the year, three years running for nothing. I, um, um, no, actually. Dunmore would just be a satellite office. Jeff fumbled. I'm still based in Boston. Pfft, all three ladies managed to one degree or another. You need to move out here, Jeffrey, said Mrs. Heath. For your business, you can't possibly manage it from Boston. Jeff's eyes blinked a few times, like he was trying to figure out how to explain what a satellite office was. His mouth opened, but he couldn't find the words in time. Mrs. Young was handing him her card and patting his shoulder with motherly reassurance. Okay, I'll be sure to stop by, Mrs. Young. Thank you, he said. Then he turned back to Kate and then looked over at Paige. Are you ladies free for dinner tonight? Just a casual meal, you know. I'd love to catch up. Sure, said Paige, throwing a questioning look at Kate to confirm. I'll just have to check with Cole and see if he can close up for me tonight. I can, hollered Cole from the back, and everyone laughed. Wonderful, Jeff said, and put both palms down on the counter like he'd just negotiated a deal. I'm not sure when I'll be done at the Dunmore site, 
But if you give me your cell number, Kate, I'll shoot you a text later this afternoon. He'd said it casually, but Kate's spidey sense picked up something behind Jeff's nonchalant request for her number, not Paige's. It was too nonchalant, maybe. The way he was looking directly at her, as if waiting for more than a phone number, and the fact that he didn't even need it since he could have arranged to pick them both up right here at the store. She shook the thought out of her mind. Maybe she'd been his first crush 15 years ago, but he'd moved on to dating soap opera stars. There was no way he was interested in her now. She began to recite the number, since her phone was tucked away in her purse in the back, but a loud jangle from the front door distracted her. She looked up, and her heart did a graceful little dive into her stomach. Noah strode through the door with that casually sexy walk of his, and his eyes lit up when he saw her. Then his smile softened into something tender and almost sheepish. They hadn't seen each other since that night, and she was dying to jump up and hug him, just to have her arms around him again, just to feel his strong, steady arms around her as she held him. She smiled as he approached, and was tempted to hold out her hand to him in greeting. But with the chief gossips of the Agathas bubbling with conversation around her, she decided against it. He was wearing a form-fitting black T-shirt and jeans, and Kate realized this was as much a uniform for him as his paramedic outfit was. She was glad it was, since it looked so damn good on him, but it made her even more aware of how limited his life outside work really was. What did he have to dress up for? A grocery store run? A trip to the gas station to fill up his bike? He was all work, almost all the time. And now that Kate knew just how much of a toll it had taken on him, she saw his casual style for what it was. Functionality. It made her heart hurt a little, even while it was beating harder just being near him. Hey guys, he said cheerfully, tipping his chin up at Paige and greeting each of the ladies. Noah, look who's come back to town for a visit, Mrs. Heath said. You remember Jeff, don't you? Noah turned to look at Jeff, who put out his hand. Noah, good to see you. Noah smiled as he shook Jeff's hand, but soon his brow furrowed. Sorry, uh, the name's not ringing any bells. Jeffrey Lucas, Mrs. J provided. I had to separate you boys in the library once. Giggling your faces off and drawing pee-pees in that Morris Sendak book. Noah's forehead did that sliding back thing as his face cleared and recognition hit. Lucas, right, of course. Good to see you, man. Please don't call him Mucus. Please don't call him Mucus, Kate pleaded silently. She grinned at him and she swore he was reading her mind, playfully threatening to say it out loud. Call me Jeff, Jeff said amiably. I was just catching up with these lovely ladies. Oh, don't let their charm fool you. Noah winked at Mrs. Heath. They're ferocious. All three older ladies started tittering and playfully swatting Noah as their faces glowed. Talk about charm, Kate thought, loving how easily Noah could bring out the girlish glee in just about any woman. Oh, I don't doubt it, Jeff laughed. I wasn't in town an hour before the welcoming committee here kidnapped me. An hour? said Paige. You got off lucky. I would have given it five minutes. So what brings you back to town? Noah asked, settling his gaze on Jeff. Noah had moved around to Kate's left side and stood close to her, his arm brushing hers, his wonderful warmth sending a hot chill through her. He leaned forward so his elbows rested on the countertop, 
his hands clasped together. I'm uh, opening up a new business division in Dunmore, Jeff said, closing on a site this week. And a home in Cedar Lake, don't forget, Mrs. Young winked. Right, <laughs> Jeff laughed. These ladies have me moving back here already, it seems. And we'll get you married off, too, Mrs. J said, a sly gleam in her eye. Men should be married, plain and simple. They're useless on their own. You're twice divorced, Audrey, Mrs. Heath pointed out. Mine were useless, period. But Geoffrey here is a catch, aren't you, dear? Tall, dark, and handsome, and rich as all get out. In many ways, Kate couldn't wait for her golden years. It seemed like you simply stopped caring about social awkwardness and just went with full-on mortifying whenever the whim took you. Jeff's face had flushed pink and he laughed uncomfortably, shying away from Mrs. J's direct gaze. She was eyeing him up like a side of beef until Mrs. Young nudged her with playful admonition. Oh, stop, Audrey, you're embarrassing the man. She turned to Jeff. Pay her no mind, Jeff, she's just teasing you. Hey, it's okay. I get it all the time from my mom, he said good-naturedly. Her entire focus now is on grandkids. And since I'm an only child... Oh, well, then you must, Mrs. Heath said breathlessly. You simply must. Grandchildren are such a blessing. I'll do my best, Mrs. Heath, Jeff said magnanimously. He was actually quite charming now, Kate noticed. A polished, practiced kind of charming, but not smarmy or fake. Maybe a businessman had to develop a certain flair for dealing with people, but whatever the reason, the shy, nerdy kid she'd kissed all those years ago had disappeared, and the change suited him. So, uh, what line of work are you in? Noah asked, turning the conversation away from the feminine and back to masculine pursuits. Men always wanted to know what each other did, how they did it, what kind of tools they used, what kind of cars they drove. Sort of a modern day shaking their spears at each other. Must be so simple to be a guy, Kate thought. Work, sports, cars, probably women, but only the sexy ones, not the ones who wanted weddings and kids or grandkids even. No wonder Jeff looked relieved that some testosterone had finally been injected into the conversation. Uh, avionics, primarily, Jeff said, his face lighting up. Electronic systems for aircraft. And we're moving into computer systems for orbital spacecraft. Wow. Noah sounded genuinely impressed. Good for you, man. That must be pretty interesting work. Do you mean like the autopilot? Mrs. Heath asked. I'm always so worried about that thing that it won't turn off one of these days and crash the plane. Oh, no, don't worry about that. Jeff reassured her. These days, airliners have very sophisticated onboard systems that are thoroughly tested, and they're just there to help the pilot, not to replace him or her. Are you a pilot yourself, Jeff? asked Mrs. J. Jeff shrugged slightly. I have a, a license. I don't have the time for it these days. Mrs. J. splayed a beringed finger against her ample bosom and gasped. He's a pilot, too. Paige, Kate, why don't you better lock this one down or I might end up marrying him myself. A pilot. Noah straightened up. Wait, are, are you Lucas Aerospace? Is that your company? Jeff nodded. Yep, that's me. Oh, well, me and my father, I should say, although Dad's more or less retired now. Lucas Aerospace. 
Kate had heard of it, but she'd always had the vague idea it was somehow related to Star Wars. Wow, Noah said again, nodding. But even though his tone was light, Kate could feel a slight edginess in his manner that puzzled her. Jeff was friendly and easygoing, and yet beside her, Noah had grown tense and taut. She'd never believed in all the woo-woo stuff about energy fields and auras, but standing next to Noah, she definitely felt a dark kind of vibe beginning to tingle just below the surface. She felt the tension emanating from Noah ratchet up even more, and she put her hand on his arm to get his attention. When he looked down at her, the expression on his face was a mixture of confusion and almost... irritation? Noah, she said, as quietly as she could. What's wrong? Nothing, he said quickly. And then, glancing around at the ladies and their unabashed admiration of Jeff, Kate started to put it together. Yes, their fussing over him was ridiculous, and certainly they were playing to type, wanting him married off and reproducing. But that's what people expected older ladies to do. If they didn't constantly pester and humiliate young people into getting married and having kids, the human race just might die out after all. And naturally, they would make a fuss about his job and his supposed wealth, as though these things were still of paramount importance in a mate. It all would have been just another eye-rolling example of life with the doyens of the town, if it wasn't so pointed, so absurdly staged, almost, so uniquely laser-guided to focus on precisely the kind of man Kate had said she'd wanted to marry. They didn't know this, of course. Only she and Noah and Paige did. And Noah, at least, was feeling it now. She was certain of it. No, 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 she thought. This is all wrong. She didn't want to call any attention whatsoever to her NMFA plan. Not now, not right in front of Noah. Not when she was feeling so conflicted and confused. Not when her heart hurt just looking at Noah. Not when she missed him already, and he wasn't even gone yet. Besides, it wasn't like she was just going to sail off into the sunset with the first impressive bachelor to come through the door. She wasn't standing around with a checklist, just waiting for the first guy to tick all her boxes. Single, check. Stable, check. Wants to settle down, check. All right, he'll do. Let's go, sweetheart. But she could see why Noah and Paige might think she would. And why Noah might think this impressive bachelor... Her first kiss, no less, might just be the man to fit the bill. Jeff's phone made a chirping noise and vibrated, and he picked it up to glance at the screen. He read quickly and frowned. Oh, sorry, ladies, I'm going to have to cut this short. I have a meeting with the engineer in Dunmore. He stood up. Paige, so lovely to see you again. And Katie, he turned to smile at her. Let me make sure I get your number so I can confirm for tonight. Tonight? Noah asked, the tinge of surprise in his voice a lot sharper than when he'd first started talking with Jeff. What's tonight? Sure, Kate said, but didn't feel at all sure. She waited for Jeff to announce that they had a dinner date tonight, but he was busy punching in her numbers. She felt even less sure when she felt Noah's arm subtly slide around her waist, his hands coming to rest on her hip where no one could see. She gave Jeff the number and watched while he typed it into his phone. Great. I'll text you when I'm done over there. Should be around 7, 7.30? He looked up at Kate and smiled. Then he turned to look at Noah. Say, w would you like to join us for dinner tonight? 
your sister and Kate and me? Jeff's whole demeanor was open and cheerful, but somehow the words Kate and me hung in the air, bobbing between them. You and Paige and Kate and me. Two couples, in other words. One pair a brother and sister, the other pair decidedly not. Noah took a moment, then cleared his throat. throat) Uh, No thanks. Appreciate it, though. Just the three of us, then, Jeff smiled at Paige and then Kate. Looking forward to it. Now, ladies, if you'll excuse me. He gave a little nod to the older women still crowding around him. It's been lovely, but I'm afraid I must be off. The Agathas moved with him towards the door, as if they were his personal bodyguard team, and with waves and goodbyes they left the store on a noisy cloud of chatter and drugstore knockoff perfume. When quiet returned to the store, when the subtle strains of jazz could once again be heard from the speakers, Paige and Kate looked at each other in bewilderment, and then looked to Noah. Noah, what's wrong with you? Paige demanded. You were so weird with him. It wasn't weird, he said, and took a seat beside Kate. I barely know the guy. You know perfectly well you're not doing anything tonight. Why don't you come to dinner with us? She challenged. But Noah was looking at Kate, and something in his eyes made her breath catch. Noah was not the jealous type, Kate knew. He had never displayed any of the chest-thumping type rituals she'd seen other guys engage in, and it was probably because in Cedar Lake there was no finer specimen of manhood than Noah Kincaid. He just didn't have anything or anyone to be jealous of. Noah was all sexiness and easy charm, all smiles and good nature. In fact, the Agathas usually fluttered and chirped around him. But it was more than that. Noah was simply not the jealous type. But the way he was acting, the way he was looking at her with a kind of flint in his eyes, like he was assessing her for something, definitely sent the jealous vibe floating her way. Oh, don't be ridiculous, she wanted to burst out, and God help her, she nearly did. Jeff? Lucas? He's nice and everything, but come on, Noah. He's shampoo commercial perfect, he dates soap opera actresses, he flies planes, which everyone knows is just tempting fate. But she couldn't say any of this, even as a joke. Noah leaned against the counter, his impressive forearms flexing as he entwined and unentwined his fingers together absently. He kept looking at her, like he'd asked her a question and was waiting for an answer. Which, in a way, he had. Mucus sure has changed a lot, he said evenly, his voice low, like Paige wasn't even there. Oh God, Mucus Lucas! Paige burst out and then covered her mouth. I forgot all about that. Oh, the poor guy. Oh, thank God you didn't call him that, Noah. Seriously. He hasn't changed that much, Kate shrugged, feeling an odd mix of excitement and dread. He always was a nice guy. Yeah, you mentioned that in your diary. The diary. Oh, so that was it, Kate thought. Diary? What are you talking about? Paige asked, her brow furrowed. Oh, it's nothing, Kate smiled dismissively. It was just a silly prank I pulled on Noah back in high school. But he was regarding her with such keen assessment that it felt like anything but a prank. She tried to remember what she had written about Jeff all those years ago, and could only assume that she'd described her first kiss with him. Hopefully, she'd written down how unsatisfying it had been, and how she fantasized about kissing Noah instead. He seems so nice, 
Paige was saying. And from the looks of it, he likes you a whole lot, Kate. A thought occurred to her, and she brightened. And you were the girl he was talking about, his first kiss, his first crush. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. You are. Oh, my God. Of course you are. You told me about it. Paige went on, happily rolling right over Kate's words. You said he kissed you when you were out on a bike ride. Yeah, she said, but I don't know if I was his first. Pretty sure you were his only, Noah said. He wasn't called Mucus Lucas for nothing. Ew, Paige wrinkled up her nose. Thank God he got over that, whatever it was. I think he likes you, Kate countered, aiming a finger at Paige. She felt about fourteen again, gossiping about boys. He didn't ask me to dinner. He actually asked you. Come on, that's the oldest trick in the book, Paige scoffed. He only phrased it the way he did so it didn't seem like he was asking you for a date, which he definitely was. Kate turned to look at Noah and couldn't read his expression. His eyes on her were warm but still speculative, and they roamed over her face as if trying to read her. Paige folded her arms over her chest and cocked her hip, as if preparing to watch a spectacle unfold. Kate opened her mouth to speak, but had no idea what to say. This situation was just way too uncomfortable. Her friends-with-benefits friend looked like he was waiting for some kind of answer from her to a question he hadn't asked and she couldn't even begin to guess at. Her best friend friend, who knew about the friends-with-benefits friend, her damn brother, no less, was waiting for her to say something too, and both of them assumed she knew anything about what Jeff Lucas had in mind when he'd casually invited his old friend's friends to a casual dinner. What if Jeff had been asking her out, her specifically? Noah had never reacted badly to any of her other website dates, and Paige had seemed pretty determined that old soul Kate needed a real romance instead of a fling with Noah, so why were they both looking at her like that? He came in here to see you, Paige, Kate pointed out, stalling. He didn't even know I was here, but he knew you were. Paige waved it away. Oh, come on. The ladies have been dragging him all over town. Or they were when they thought he was still dating that soap actress. Trust me, Mr. Lucas Aerospace only had eyes for you, Buttercup. Why are you doing this? Even her inner thoughts were a sing-song through gritted teeth. Shut up, Paige, for God's sake, shut up. She turned to look at Noah, trying to communicate the tangled truth to him telepathically. No, I don't think Jeff Lucas was asking me out. But even if he was, it shouldn't make a difference, because you and I aren't even a thing. And even if we are a thing, which, trust me, quite often I feel like we're a thing, it doesn't matter, because you're leaving. And besides, you want me to meet someone like Jeff and settle down, you'd be totally off the hook. So just ignore Paige, who is, for some reason, going to great lengths to point out that Jeff has his own aerospace company and wants to ask me out. The purpose of which, I can only assume, is to make you jealous. Because, in spite of her meltdown last week when she found out about us, and her telling me I need more than I'm getting from you, she also seems pretty keen on us being together. If only she could say all this out loud. After taking a deep breath, of course. Instead, she just blinked at Noah and made incoherent sounds as she tried to form words and failed. Come with us tonight, Paige leaned forward and touched Noah's arm. It'll be fun. Oh, it would not be fun. Of the many things such an evening would be, fun was at the bottom of a long, long list. Can't, 
Noah said and stood. Gotta start packing. Janie Mac, this was unbearable. Here, Kate, have a nice little punch to the gut, just in case this whole conversation wasn't painful enough. Why are you here anyway? Paige asked him. I can't stop by to say hi to my sister. She just raised her eyebrows at him. Listen, you two have fun tonight with mucus, Noah said amiably enough, turning his smile on Kate. I gotta get going. He leaned down and kissed Kate on the cheek, and it felt so cold on her skin that she wanted to cry. <laughs>